Oh yeah, look at that baby. That's a nice low roll. Your troops are toasted. What kind of move is that to make anyway? Bringing your men across the street like that. You must not listen to the two half squads. Your stat. I think they covered that in episode one. <laughs> Here we go. Move them across there. Gotcha again. You're going down. Man, you're a lousy player. Look at this victory. Woo-ha! Honey, don't you think you're being a little rough on him? Yeah, Dad, I'm only ten years old. You guys spoil all my fun. the only podcast in the world dedicated to the greatest game in the world advanced squad leader i'm your host jeff and i'm dave and we are back today is uh march 1st happy march 1st dave 2009 2009. first to you yeah it's been a little while since we've been on we've had some scheduling conflicts and some uh just some stuff coming up so it's been too long so it's good to be back yes it is everybody yeah you look good thank you why, that's because I'm wearing my new The Two Half Squads t-shirt. That is a fine-looking piece of uh, apparel, Dave. Isn't that yeah, great? That's beautiful. How do I look? You look great. I mean, you look, I don't know, buff and cut. and Well, not cut. Not in that way. <laughs> but you look, you look very nice. I, I think th- you, you look slim. I think it's the shirts. They have yeah. a very slimming effect on you. Yeah. So we recommend them to all our listeners. Oh, it's going to make anybody that wears it look beautiful. How do you like mine? You never even said. I, well, I like yours, too. Yeah. You look even thinner than you normally yeah, are. Man, it looks like I've been working out. And how would uh, how do you get one of these fine yeah, shirts? Yeah, how do you get one of these shirts? That's what I asked you. Oh, well, here's how you get. If you would like a the two half squat shirt, and uh, there will be a picture of it on our website, you can simply... Make a well. The the shirts are free. As they long, are free as long as you make a twenty dollar donation. Yeah, you make a twenty dollar donation to this show, uh, National Public Radio. I mean the two half squads, <laughs> and we will send a shirt to you. The yeah. Problem is, if you're overseas, we think it's a thirty dollar donation. There's, yeah, overseas shipping can run up to ten bucks. Um. Right. So thirty dollar, and that'll have to be thirty U.S. dollars. So you'll have to do the conversion and. Uh, and donate appropriately in whatever currency you're donating in. On the so, PayPal site? On the PayPal site, right. So make sure you do your conversions. But yes, well, all you have to do is uh, go to our website, make a $20 donation or $30 donation through the PayPal button. Um, you don't have to have a PayPal account to make that donation. Then follow that up with a email to our Gmail account, which is the two half squads at gmail.com. Because we'll need to know your mailing address. Right. And the size that you'd like. What sizes do you have, Dave? Well, we have, currently we ordered 40 shirts. We have 10 2XL, double extra large. Okay. Um, although few, two, a couple of those are spoken for from some pre-orders. And we have 10 extra large, mm-hmm. but I, I'm buying one and, or taking one. And I think a couple more of those have been taken in pre-orders. And then we got... 10, how many am I up to, 30? No, yeah. 15 large. 
Okay. And then five mediums, although Jeff has a medium on. Um, so there's very few mediums. So we recommend making sure you order in a size that's a little larger. You can always put on a, a shirt that's larger than what you normally wear. You can't squeeze into a T-shirt that's a little smaller than what you normally wear. At least you won't look real good at the tournaments <laughs> and things, you know. And this so. is our segment on how to dress yourself. Yes. <laughs> Young ladies out there listening, wearing that but tight the, clothing, it's inappropriate. Yeah, that, yeah it's t- terrible. Um, they're great-looking shirts, though. So um, It's a nice British khaki. Yes. With... Uh, the orange logo mm-hmm. and the two half squads on it. And Prominently and proudly displayed. It's the logo from the website, except it doesn't have the two green half squads on it, which I think we're removing anyway. Yeah, from the website. That's yeah, right. Yeah, switch from it our out. logo. Right. We just like it with the orange. Yeah. And, and thanks again to Matthias for that. Yes, design. thank you, Matthias. And, uh, you know, we'll be ordering, as soon as we sell out the shirts, we'll order more shirts and things will probably we'll probably be making changes as we go along so you'll want to get every single version of the shirt as they come out you're not just going to want to buy one shirt and be done with it you want this shirt then we're going to reprint they might be slightly different you'll want one of those too correct in fact you might want to buy a shirt that's even uh, larger than you normally wear and just in case you gain a lot of weight <laughs> you can have that <laughs> that's a great idea that's a that's really a nice thing to say well just in case yeah so that's it for the shirts. I like it. What's on the agenda for today? Well, we've got a lot of stuff. We have a lot of catching up to do, and I, I've got a lot of catching up to do. We should do a segment on what do you do uh, if you've been totally out of squad leader for a month? How do you get your head back in the game? Because that's what I'm going to be doing starting uh, today. You brush up on the rule book yep. by listening to our podcast. Oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to go back and listen. So well, we should start off with some listener mail. You have some, Dave? Uh, yes, we do. We've had a lot of very nice mail over the last uh, couple of months. Episode 14, The Spilky Way, was a very popular episode, as were the, uh, the ASL extras that Dave did. Yeah, and we do have a lot of mail this show, so just kind of bear with us, but we think it's nice to get it read. I have one here, Dear Jeff and Dave. Greetings from the UK. Thanks for the podcast, which have helped me get back into ASL. I've dipped in and out of ASL over the last decade or so, beginning with a full rule set. I tried hard to master the rules, but found myself leafing through hundreds of pages every time I tried to do anything, and so gave up in exasperation. A few years later, whilst on a sabbatical in Sweden, I saw a second edition in a store in Mama and purchased that. I still couldn't get my head around the rules. Then the starter kits came out, and hey, presto, not only could I play the game, but I also realized how pleasurable and engrossing ASL could be. I have now tried all three starter kits and am beginning to use some of the rules from the main rulebook. I'm still playing solo, but plan to introduce some of my fellow gamers in the Wasales Wargamers club in from somerset to basic asl good job that's and great introduce good asl you. to your yeah. club everybody yeah that's excellent well, the guy really perseveres yes he does your podcasts are a pleasure and have encouraged me to switch back to asl from other gaming systems like osc what is that one that's the Op- uh, operational Special. combat series which is part of the gamers series oh series. also owned by yeah, mmp also owned by mmp yeah. oh so it's Which too are, bad we're taking business from mmp to give it to mmp right but, oh well uh, although primarily a miniatures gamer 
I can relate to that. I enjoy ASL for the tactical complexity and varied scenarios. Once again, thanks for your dedication and enthusiasm. You seem to be enjoying yourselves, which makes listening experience more enjoyable. Keep up the good work. Adrian Hyde Price in the UK. Adrian Hyde Price. Is that with a hyphen? Yes. I love that. I'm going to change my name so I get a hyphen in there. You could do that. Yeah. Like uh, Jeffrey Hallett Bazooka or something. (laughs) I suppose you don't just pick your own words to put together in hyphen. It's probably his mom and his dad's last name. Is that how that works? Maybe so. Yeah. Maybe. Unless it's a royalty kind of thing. Could be. Yeah, we hardly get any email from the royal family. Yeah, that's true. Which is kind of strange. What else do you have there? Um, well, here's one that I forgot to look up the answer to it. I love the show, even if it makes me spend money on a game I can't afford. Oops. One question, is the training section of the second edition rules the same as what came in Paratrooper? Cliff Mudd in Missouri. Oh, yes, I forgot to look that up. I actually think You have the, second edition rules here? I do. If I looked at that on a break, I could probably try and figure that out. Okay. From memory, All I right. would think. Yeah. I'll bet it's close. You had a note there? Oh, yeah, there? I've got one here. here. You gave me one to read. It's like a blank piece of paper. There's one line on it. <laughs> it's just inf- information. That's good. Hello, guys. Oh, you gave me the one with the URL on it, Dave. That's because no you're sick read. of me trying Hello, to read guys. it. Hello, guys. Keep on going. I got a nice spoken tutorial for starters of ASL. Oh, that's right. This There is a very good um, tutorial done by a guy named Russ Gifford. I believe his name is Russ Gifford. We'll put the URL in the show notes. It's http colon slash slash www.russgifford.net slash asl underscore training dot htm. And I am not going to read any more URLs. Ever. Ever? Well, till next time. Have fun. Love, Chris. Oh, no, he doesn't say love. That's me, just spreading the love. Well, um... Here's an email from Matt Barber from uh, the great country of Canada who is uh, having fun getting into ASL. Luckily, he has a very experienced player about who's uh, been playing for about 15 years, living close by him, who's been mentoring him, which is so great. Uh, he says, one topic idea I have for your show is campaign games. I'm currently playing Valor of the Guards CG1 and am having a blast playing it. But I'm also finding it has quite a different feel than if I were playing a scenario. How this applies to tactics and planning can make a big difference, at least from what I've found. It would also help new players that are interested in getting into campaign games get an introduction and explain how they work. I think that's a good idea, Mm -hmm. how to play a campaign game. Uh, He goes on to say that, um, oh, he's recommending uh, somebody who publishes... Yeah, designs and publishes scenarios. A guy named George Kellen, K E L L N. I don't know if that's a, if that is a misprint, um, from Lone Canuck Publishing, who has recently come out with a campaign game called Purple Heart Draw. Have you heard of that one, Dave? No. Purple Heart Draw has been getting a lot of good talk on Game Squad. He said so. We might want to take a look at that. Thanks, Matt. He also recommends that we roll low. Always good advice. And may the dice be with you. Yes, of course. 
Uh, I have one. Hi, guys. I just want to say how great the podcast is. It really fueled interest in ASL again. Due to the starter packs, I hope to come up to full ASL. Also, given the fact that I found full ASL, a, a, a full ASL player close to my house. That's always good. One question. Seeing the new interest in ASL... Um, because of starter kits, we also see people looking for the old modules. Now, this was addressed with Keith on a previous show. Yes. So go back and listen to the interview with Keith Dalton. He'll talk about getting those out. But the basic idea was that they take some time. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the basic and idea. And they are working on them. Yeah. And they are going to get them out. Yes, they None will. None of them have been shelved permanently. Well, small kits, but they would be worked into other modules, right? Good chance to exercise your patience, which is a virtue. Yes. He also says what I miss even more, though, are some than um, some maps are the overlays, and that's true, too. I guess you can't play lots of scenarios because those overlays were in those games. Yeah, right? that's, that's a good point. Yeah, and I put up just put up my Japanese double set of overlays. They're, they're missing three out of, like, the 30 or 40 on eBay for $24, and they didn't sell. Ah. So I'll put them up again maybe in three weeks or so. Well, maybe people um, listening to this show, what are you, what are you selling? The, the Japanese overlays? You have a full yeah. set except well, for three of them? Yeah, like some got munched when I was laminating them, and I ordered a new set back in the day. So I had a duplicate oh, set see. of some of them, yeah. but not the munched ones. So I'll put those out. Um, maybe I'll even drop the price, but it's worth 20 bucks easily. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, have you any information about when these overlays will be made available? We should be interviewing Keith again, and we'll ask him if the overlays may ever be a separate product. Yeah. That would be a good question. So we'll try and do that for you. Again, thanks for the podcast, and I enjoy the open discussions. If you would live closer to Germany, I could send you some great German beer to spice up your talks. Wow. That's worth the move. I'll start packing. But, <laughs> but given the careful way, in quotes, the post companies handle packages and the custom laws concerning food i fear the worst yeah i guess he couldn't send yeah. it over no sign the alpha wolf he can bring it over in a suitcase though he I could think. when you yeah. come visit the united states yeah. it's a small country um here's one from john jeff and dave you guys produce a nice show even though 75 percent of it is over my head as i am a new asl Starter kit number one player. I really appreciate it, though, when you guys put the rules in context of the real world, which leads to my question. Number one, when an undirected multi-man counter fires and rolls doubles to hit, they cower. What is this supposed to simulate? Um, that simulates that troops didn't always readily want to stick their heads out and be firing at the enemy. So I think the cowering is the case where your troops are a little hesitant to get out there and take all the shots at the enemy. A little self-preservation mm -hmm. attitude. But if they have a leader with them, they don't cower. Because he tells them not to. Because <laughs> he's the leader. <laughs> right. And keeps yeah, up the right. morale. And, yeah. Uh, so the importance of command there. Yeah. In that and if case. he's a uh, commissar. Oh, yeah. He shoots you in the head. <laughs> I think so. So... Would you rather do cower or get shot in the head? Ooh, that's a tough one. Ooh, can I think about that for a minute, Mr. Commissar? Uh, number two, when rolling for morale, a good order unit that fails the roll by more than their ELR is reduced in quantity. Again, what is this supposed to simulate? You know, now that's a similar... There's, I think there's actually notes on that in the book 
rule book. We should check that at the back of the chapter. Uh, He's playing uh, starter kit, though, so it probably oh, doesn't, have that, doesn't have the footnotes. Right. That would represent um, the unit's deterior, slower deterioration, right? It's not like you half-squad them, which is like maybe five guys out of the ten are dead, or four of the eight, or six of the twelve, whatever right. the unit size is. But it represents that a few of them are wounded, a few of them are dead. Maybe their morale drops. Yeah, I remember this as a note. Um, Overall effectiveness is going reduced because the firepower directed at them is so mm -hmm. greater. Their morale check failed by so much that their uh, combat effectiveness is reduced. And yeah. that would include range, would represent they're more hesitant to fire at a longer range um, as a self-preservation tactic or things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, good questions. Uh, thank you, John. Here's a um, little note that was put on uh, one of our posts on the Game Squad forum when we announced our episode. This is from Devstro. Uh, it says a couple of nice things. I love the quizzes. Oh, good. I just completed Jay Richardson's AFE tutorial, which we I think we had the show notes uh, with a link to that website. Great way to test my knowledge. Excellent. I could do without the box art discussion, though. What? Sorry, Dave. What what was that? He says I could do without the box art discussion. It's just not my thing. Is he is he joking? No, no, I don't think so. Oh, it looks serious. No, no, oh, everyone's a critic, I guess. Oh, don't take it too all, hard. Dave. All right, that's that's fine. No, I'm a, I, I can take it. Take it like you a know, man. Everyone's not going to like everything when you win the show. So, I noticed you were really clenching your fists really tightly right now. <laughs> what just caught me off guard a little, I guess. I thought everyone loved the yeah. box art discussions. Um, apparently not as much as you do. Well, I have one. Moving on, then. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Ooh, what a great podcast. Uncomfortable. Oh, I'm glad he didn't say except for the art. Now that I have Rich Spokey's player aids and other information that you linked. Awkward I moments. I will never need to listen to the two half squads again. What? I now have all the information I need to play the game. Oh, he's oh. just joking. The <laughs> podcast is more than just information. It's entertainment. Yes, it is. Well, yeah, I hope we so. Think so. <laughs> also, all this talk about playing a thousand games. Oh, that's me. Old players, etc. That's you, old player. Yeah. Uh, has made me think it would have been like if I had, been, I had more people to play the game with when I purchased ASL Rules and BV the week it was released. I played one person a few times and that was it. I wish now I would have had a chance to keep up with the hobby and seen it grow. Maybe I could have been famous like Rich or infamous like Dave and Jeff. Infamous. Infamous. Yeah, I think I, I like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Appeals to my dark side. <laughs> oh, I was thinking that now there is Vassal and I have a chance to play again. Would anyone like to play a scenario? I have played a few games on Vassal, so I am not a newbie at that, but I will be rusty on the ASL rules. Let me know if you would like to help an old ASLer as he tries to get back into the game. Another listener. Yeah. Getting back into the game. We are glad to... Excellent. Be a part of that. Um, and this is from... <laughs> I just handed here. Uh, it's posted on episode 14. So listeners, if oh. they want to contact him for Vassal, is that what they should do, Jeff? Yeah, they could go to... Uh, I, um, I don't know. It's a post under episode 14. They could post they could, a response, yes. a comment. Could, yes. Putting down their information. Right. Okay. Hopefully that'll work. Hopefully you'll get a partner. Yeah. All right. Let's see. What else? Well, I have a letter here from uh, Mr. DeRoche, the um, author 
Oh, of one of the books we of reviewed. Of one of the books we reviewed last time. Uh, gentlemen, sorry for my sparse comments last time. He wrote us a very quick thing and just said he had listened to it. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of the podcast in months past and have listened to parts of other episodes before, of course. Your fame preceded you in my case. You are mentioned with some regularity on the Game Squad forums. My initial reaction to the podcast was that it was a bit like listening to one's uncles at the Christmas table after a couple of glasses of wine, slightly incoherent, and talking about stuff that's been mostly talked about before. What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uncles. Uncle Dave. Hi, Uncle Dave. Hey, Uncle Jeff. Would you like some more Mogan David? (laughs) Give him a shout out. (laughs) Uh, And yet there's a friendliness about it and a familiarity that is compelling. Oh, well, that's good. I like that. I don't know if if that's a left-handed compliment or not. Perhaps it depends on how well you get along with your uncles. I suppose so. Yeah. I don't think I have any uncles left, actually. So any uncles would be fine. Mine are all in prison. Like any good uncle, I think there is some comedic effect. I can't tell if it's unintended. That Mutt and Jeff seem slightly out of touch with the rest of the ASL world. Wait, some comedic effect? Yeah. Does he call me funny? <laughs> I guess so. Does he think I'm funny? Yeah. Like, f- funny looking? Yeah, I don't know. Or what kind of funny? Yeah, what does he mean funny? Like, ha funny? Yeah, you think that's funny? Or like I'm a funny kind of guy? You like... think I'm a funny guy? I like this part. Mutt and Jeff seem slightly out of touch with the rest of the ASL world. I'm doing air quotes. Who's Mutt? I don't. <laughs> well, if I'm Charlie, Jeff, yeah, the dog. <laughs> maybe that's, maybe that's who he means. By, I'm sure that's who he means when he says this Mutt. This letter is incoherent. Yeah, it is a little. Uh, but it's also interesting to note that every corner of the community think that they are the ones who constitute the world. A you mean tiny- like the Chicago Club and then the. Yow's house, and then the different people like that, I different guess. groups around the Southern California yeah. guys. I don't know. Do we are we out of touch with the rest of the ASL world? Well, kind of. I don't read all the stuff online. Do you? No, I don't either. I guess we're disconnected. I don't know. Well, I don't travel to some of those other clubs and talk to those people. I don't see how it's relevant, though, whether or not we're connected with the rest of the world. We're just talking about the game. Yeah, you know, that's we're true. not talking about current events, or most of the time. Yeah, we just. But anyway, um, there's an opportunity for the two half squads to. Oh, wait a minute. Let me go back. I'll cut this part out. A tiny minority of those who post at Game Squad are convinced that they represent all of ASL. When of course, there are hundreds and hopefully thousands of players who has never heard of the place, who have never heard of the place. There's an opportunity for the two half-squads to seize the initiative. In any revolution, one always captures the radio stations first. Oh, no, I like that. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we've captured radio stations. Didn't they do that in the Hungarian rebellion against the communist overlords? Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. Excellent. (laughs) To paraphrase from Der Untergang, I smell a putsch. Wasn't that when Hitler took over uh, in Munich? And was jailed. Uh, right. That's a very erudite statement, don't you think, Dave? <laughs> no, it's I mean, history. To include that? To overthrow the government. Yeah. Uh, the podcast does get mentioned regularly on the forums. 
I visit, and on those occasions where the two half-squads seem unaware of other ASL stuff going on, I think it adds a bit to their charm. So he likes the fact that we're naive. That's, but it is kind of nice, yeah. you know? Yeah. What do you want us to bunch of old grognards sit around and complaining about things? Well, that's true. I, uh, yeah, I've never really had much of a affection for that kind of stuff. But. And there's so many new players these days, anyway. Yeah, a lot of so new many players, new players are yeah. talking about stuff that's been talked about, and they, they've never heard it. Yeah. They don't have the old issues of Backblast magazine. Right. They don't have any of that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, people that can quote from certain volumes of the general or whatever, I think that's great, but I I don't get it. Uh, back to his letter. I played a lot in high school in the 1980s, cloistered here in the wilderness in Canada, where names like Mark Nixon and Fish Connor were just names on a page in the general. Now it's possible to see them interacting with tournament-level players in real time online. How far we've come. I kind of like... I kind of like a throwback or two to more innocent times. Yeah. I guess we're a throwback or two. Because there's we're, two of us. Maybe we should change the name to the two throwbacks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Uncle Jeff. <laughs> and the notion Don't call that me the, much. And the, and the notion that there are others who still look at the game less as big business in which there is money to be made or competitive sport in which playing to win on the circuit is the ultimate goal, and simply as a fun pastime in which we occasionally stop and pay homage to the guys who lived through some pretty horrible history, which we hopefully aren't trivializing too badly, and I'm not sure I'm going to have to go back through that, but I don't think that's a complete sentence. But it's nice, though. Kind of that's like a good, a that's a nice thought. He's and then, It is a nice thought, yeah. It's a nice thought. So we're kind of a throwback, but... Um, but that's the way it should be. Yeah. That's kind of what he's saying there, yeah, too. Yeah, I think so. You know, we take this too seriously, so... Yeah. All right, is that the end of the letter? That's the end of the letter, so... All right, thank you. Thanks, uh, Mike, for for writing that. Do you know, did I, did I tell you I, I, I have been um, playing, learning to play the organ? Pardon me? No, no, no <laughs> not that, Jeff. <laughs> playing the... Organ, really? Yeah, like the, the keyboard. The keyboard. The, the I have a small. The, yeah, like a pipe yeah. organ. Yeah, you have a pipe and, and organ you, in your you, cathedral ceiling living room. No, no, it's just a little keyboard. But you know, I have it here. And he said Canada, didn't he? He's from Canada. He's from Canada. Yeah. Do you know, I, I can play the Canadian national anthem. Let's hear it. Yeah. Don't be nervous. That's good. You know, you sort of remind me of Yanni. <laughs> Yanni? Yeah. Is that the guy with the mustache? Well, he's got a head and he's got every all the parts. Everybody has a head. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> is this great? Oh, Canada, I see your starry sky. I, I don't really know the word. I didn't know you were tone deaf. I'm not <laughs> tone deaf. What are you saying? <laughs> that's really, that's very good. There uh, you go. Is it good, huh? Very, like very that? well done. Thanks. Yeah, for crying out loud, this this is a crazy show. <laughs> well, I just thought I'd bring that and share my talent. Thank you for bringing out your organ. <laughs> You're welcome. I appreciate that. I'm glad this is not a video broadcast, by the way. <laughs> Well, do you know, when we did review the book by Mr. Dorsch and by Mr. Pekavich, um, 
I was looking to see if they would talk about the attacker-defender ratio mm-hmm. when you're designing a scenario, and neither one of them did. Mm. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. You know, because I thought there'd just be a ratio. Anytime you're attacking, you should have a third more troops or something like that. But Did they mention anything uh, that you remember about the the balance of taking a actual historical event because all these scenarios are based upon actual historical events and changing them so that it becomes a balanced scenario because not all these encounters certainly were balanced yeah do they they touched on that in different ways like um you know i by by setting the victory conditions differently you know, you could do you could recreate Custer's last stand a thousand different ways, but he would lose every but time, no, right? To, no, see, to win, yeah, you'd have to hold off the final death until turn nine. Yeah, if okay. you if you lose him on turn two, yeah. you lose the okay. Custer's last stand. Yeah, so you would actually win the defeat, right? Yeah, like you're withdrawing, uh, fighting withdrawal. That's a loss for the people running away. I assume. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. but you can still win the loss by successfully evacuating. Yeah. 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 Great question. That's interesting. So that's it for listener mail. Did we have any uh, tournaments coming up? We were uh, going to yes, address? there are some tournaments coming up. There is. Uh, we got an announcement here, uh, just a few short months away from the biggest ASL bash of the summer, seventeen years and counting. So plan on making the trek down to sunny Austin, Texas, and dive into four days of ASL bliss and help them celebrate. For details, you can visit their website. I, I said I wasn't going to do this, but. I lie a lot. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> HTTP colon slash slash, of course. It's www.texas-asl.com for more details. Um, looks like it's going to be a, a great tournament. And I, I know those guys in Texas do a great job, even though I'm totally isolated here in Chicago, and I don't really know what the rest of the ASL world is doing. But uh, I know they do a great job. So. And Texas is a great place. And is there one in, um, of course, locally? Of course. There's uh, the 2009 ASL Open is coming around in the Chicago area. This is going to be April 3rd. Did I say when the ASL in Texas was? Well, say it again, just in case you didn't. Um, It's June 25th through 28th. And the ASL Open is in the Chicago area. That's on April 3rd through April 5th. It's actually going to be in Hoffman Estates, Illinois, which is a northwest suburb of Chicago. Uh, so make your plans. We'll, uh, Dave Goldman runs a great tournament, who was a guest on our show. Yep. Great guest. Runs a great tournament, I hear. We'll be there this year, uh, certainly recording and pro- possibly broadcasting, streaming live. So I'm, I'm looking into that. Yep. All right. Um, so great news on the tournament front. And if you have more tournaments, please, folks, send us an email. Um, you know, I guess we should go into MMP's website and look at if there's tournament listings or something like that. Yeah. Take the initiative. But yeah. it's easier for us if you do the work. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. Better. So email us the stuff. Yeah. If you want something reviewed, uh, send us a packet of stuff and so on. So that would be right. fantastic. Um, well, we've got a call from... Um, Keith Dalton coming up next. Excellent. So we're going to go to that, and uh, we'll talk again when that's over. Let's go to the interview. (laughs) Hi, Keith. Hey, guys. Dave is eating Cheetos, can you tell? And he didn't bring enough for everybody. 
you guys need a webcam so I can uh, check out the orange finger effect. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, red red fingers. <laughs> These are the flaming hot ones. Oh, okay. Hey, Great. this is better. I'm not getting any feedback at all. Oh, great, oh, and you sound great. Okay, great. Good deal. And so you must be great, therefore. I I must be doing well. You came back from um, the winter offensive. Yeah, yeah, we had a great time there. I played a lot of a lot of ASL. Got my uh, butt kicked mostly, but uh, (laughs) had a good time. So, So did you play uh, throughout the tournament? Did you play in the tournament, or did you just play pickup games? I just sort of played pickup games. I mean, I was in the tournament, but I wasn't in any way, shape, or form playing competitively. Yeah, I see. And Although I did, I did go up one time to look for a game, and in the bullpen, the the player sheets, uh, we have a, a bullpen where you know people looking for a game can put their player sheets, mm-hmm. and uh, the the people who were looking for games were like the top three players on the East Coast. Oh. It was uh, J.R. Tracy oh, yeah, and uh, Gary once. May and uh, Steve Pleva. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not up for that challenge. So. Oh, yes, you were. <laughs> yes, you were. Come on. All those guys, are they're all great guys and they're all great players. Now, does that tournament work where you pair players up, or what is the bullpen? Oh, well, I mean, basically it's just a pretty open format, mutually agreeable scenarios, Um Attorney director uh, Perry, he'll he'll pair people up if you don't have somebody. Uh, a lot of people set up games though. Uh, I usually have at least one or two games set up before I get there on certain days. Oh, okay. And then it's, as you it, as you win more games, then you get channeled into playing certain opponents. Right, right. I mean, eventually you get to the point where. You know, if you if you've got a four and record, you're going to get paired with a four and person, or a three and one, or a four and one, and it's going to get pretty interesting. So right. But uh, we had a lot of good stuff to play there. We had AP five out. Uh, new turning the tide scenario pack. We made got some copies there in time for winter offensive. So we had a lot of new and revised scenarios to play. And uh, how many people attended? Do you think? We had over 100. We had over 100. I didn't get an exact number. We were a hair down from last year, I think, by you know, maybe three or four or something like that. But we, we filled the room. Yeah, that's great. And we did check out your, the blog spot, and that was always informative. And I know you listed the winners. Who was the champion? Uh, you're asking me two months later? Jeez. <laughs> oh, we'll go on the blog Oops. spot. And Come we'll, on. We'll fill it in. We'll edit this out. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, we'll man. Boy, we won't put you on the spot. Yeah, sure you won't. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, glad, well, glad it turned out well. Yeah, it was a, you know, we had the requisite, you know, bad weather to get there. You know, oh, I yeah, I did I did read that right. you got caught in another storm. Yeah, once again, you know, I-68, West, West Virginia, Maryland, it's always fun. Uh, first place was uh, Gary May, 7 and one uh, Jimmy Mail, five and one. Uh, so was the second place. So yeah, we had some. It's a pretty stiff competition there, and uh, we had some mini tournaments going on. Um, there was, uh, I think there were, there were two or three mini tournaments going on. So it was a it was a really active scene. A lot of talk about uh, the two half squads. <laughs> 
Oh, tons of it. <laughs> <laughs> Were there, no, honestly, did it come up at all? Yeah, I had a couple of people talk about it. Well, oh, okay. You know, specifically mentioning the, the podcast you did with me. But, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they uh, you know, the people that I talked to seem to really enjoy what you're doing. Okay. I'm just kind of curious as to how many of them actually knew about it, but I guess there's no way to find that out now. Well, we, we could, could survey next time if you wish. We well, could put down the registration form. Well, next time we'll have to come and interview people there or at Thanks. least get you out. We did make up some flyers and, and we have some new T-shirts, so um, maybe, <laughs> maybe that'll help us get some advertising out there. There you go. There you yeah, go. we're going to be going to a great to, tournament. We're going to go to the uh, ASL Open here in the Chicago area, and um, we'll be broadcasting from there. Cool. We may even try to do some live feed. I'm checking into that to see if we could uh, do at least part of the part of the deal live. So, wow, you, you guys, guys are, are courageous. courageous. We'll see how it goes. Well, <laughs> I think I'm, challenge. I'm better. Uh, I think I'm better at that that technology part than playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> so. So tell me, it's uh, 2009. We haven't talked to you since 2008. How are things looking for the new year for, for MMP? We do have the new starter kit, and we will be doing that as a um, starter, no, not starter the, kit. Sorry, the new action pack. Action pack, and that'll yeah. be our what's in the box segment coming up. Yeah. But anything right. else that you got in the pipeline? Yeah. Well, we've got you know turning the tide is is out and making the rounds. Really great classic scenarios in there that have been redone for ASL. Uh, it's our second swing of uh, scenarios from the old squad leader days. We're going to have one more package come out at a later date, and then you can complete all the conversions of uh, old squad leader across the bind, uh, crescendo of them, GI and the victory scenarios. That you can complete them all. Um, we're not sure when that's coming out yet, but we're already working on that. Uh, Jim Stoller has done a, an amazing job with that. It's been a true labor of love for him. Um, this year, wow, we are one busy crew. Um, you know, two, two, uh, one action pack and one scenario pack out already. We're looking at uh, getting Beyond Valor, which is completely out now, just about back on pre-order to uh, do a reprint for King & Country. Uh, probably do a reprint here before too long. Um, Doom Battalions is in just the final stages of proofing and, and map art corrections and things like that. We should be getting that to the printer fairly soon. I'm actually, we're actually a little uh, shocked that we haven't gotten it done already. But a couple of last-minute proofing things came up. We wanted to make sure we got a couple of things correct. And, so we're we're going through a couple of you know one more round of proofing, make sure we've got everything right on the counters and everything because the counter sheets were complete rebuilds. The the last printing we did, we just used the Avalon Hill stuff. Well, this time we couldn't do it because it pretty much degraded. Uh, and we talked about that in previous call. The, right. Yeah. The, the, the film negatives had pretty much degraded. So. That was a complete rebuild for us. Um, plus the, the uh, last raw counters, we had to rebuild those. So it was a little time intensive. Uh, Dave Childs did the uh, counter sheets for that. Did a fantastic job. Oh, and I have one correction from last time. Um, I've neglected to mention Derek Spurlock. He uh, actually 
did the layout for Chapter F and the desert stuff. So, um, oh, okay. just wanted to get that out there and give Derek his props. Yep, absolutely. Well, I sound like such a geek when I try to talk yet. Yeah, it's just, it's... <laughs> um, How's your bling? Yeah. <laughs> I have no bling. <laughs> Uh, but we're doing, we're, you know, we're geared up. We've got those two, uh, those two reprints getting ready to come up. Doom Battalion's getting ready to, to hit the printers. Uh, Buttery Tarot Gamer's Guide should hit the printers very soon. Oh, right, I pre-ordered that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that'll clear the decks pretty much on the old stuff on pre-order. Uh, Journal 2, the counter sheet will print with the new battalions reprint, so all the counters will print with that, and we'll be able to start moving forward on that very rapidly after the new battalions get that out. Um, as far as new stuff, our next historical module that we're looking at is going to be one called Festung Budapest. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a you know city fight. It's, it's late war. Uh, Hungarians and uh, Germans uh, SS against uh, you know the Russian horde as it were. So uh, it's been in development for outside development for a long time. It got turned into us. Uh, I know some of the guys who have worked on it. They're very thorough and they're very good players. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, it's a little, it's a little bit of a different flavor, too, you know, with the odd miners and, and there's some different terrain and things. So, I mean, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, as far as new reprints on pre-order, I will probably look for the new Hollow Legions edition, the Italians. It will include all of the desert content, Chapter F, the Desert Overways, the Extra Desert Boards. The uh, scenarios from west of Bob Maine, so that'll be that'll be really a, a huge deal uh, get, to get that back out. And we're we're making steady, steady progress on the Code of Bushido Gun Ho reprint. Um, we've just it's t- taken a little bit longer than we thought because you know just rebuilding the counters and stuff. I mean we're having to redraw some of the art. We're having to stand in and clean up art for some of the some of the uh, Chinese and Japanese vehicles. Uh, the good news is is uh, we've got some we do have some paper uh, proof type stuff that we can stand and clean up. And uh, you know the, the great thing about the Chinese is they didn't really make anything of their own. They used they bought from other countries. You know tanks right. and armor cars. So. Um, that's helped us a great deal with some, you know, modifications. We've been able to use a lot of the counter art we already had. So that's actually, that counter sheet has gone a little better than I thought. Um, the Japanese were still uh, a few pieces of ordnance short and a few, uh, you know, small things like trucks uh, or prime movers, you know, that, the, the minor stuff. Most of the tanks we've got. But, uh, you know, just, just little things like that. Excellent. Now I'm playtesting the finish scenario. Yes, yeah. the finish module no one can pronounce. Yes. Yeah. And now, do you give um, Lars a? He's the one running the 
along with another guy. Do you give them like a timeline? Uh, how how does that work? I mean, is it, is it kind of like well, whenever we get done playtesting it, is it because you know if I drag my feet, am I slowing down the production of that module? Well, I mean, we we use a lot of guys to playtest, so no one one or two guys can really drag us to a stop. But, right. Okay. Yeah. You know, the quicker you get done, the better off it is. But we won't. I mean, we don't just set an arbitrary deadline. Say, okay, playtest all you want, but this is when we're printing. We don't do that. Uh, we'd rather take a little extra time, playtest it a little more, and and get it right and have a fun, balanced scenario that, that both sides can possibly win. Of course, we don't always, we're not always successful. I mean, we have published, you know, some that may consider unbalanced. But yeah, I saw a list of, like, the worst balance, and some of them were official products, and it, it amazes me yeah. that... And it's, and some, some of the old ASL scenarios from Avalon Hill were a little unbalanced. There was one... There's, There's one code machine. I cannot remember what it is. Um, and I never played it, but from the discussion I saw on the old ASL mailing list, basically the British player uh, just has to hang back, and it's really hard for the Japanese to, to win. I can't remember which one that is. I can't remember. Yeah, but so probably like. But, but I mean, so, so I mean, yeah. yeah. Do we have some? Do we have some unbalanced ones? Yeah, but we we work really hard to minimize that. That's and well, what I'm, what I'm trying to say too is I, I would think with all the playtesting, someone would have saw that. But even if not, when you take an unbalanced scenario, or like like there's a special trick, like if you, you know, if you do this, you if you uh, use the vehicle bypass freeze, you can always win. But with rookie players, they won't be doing that anyway. Right, right. So right. you think I mean, they would have a balanced game then? You know, yeah, they, you know, if you're not, you know, we, we, we use guys to play test who are, are, you know, they're pretty up on the rules. They play pretty regularly. Um, you know, they're going to know some ins and outs, and they're going to be able to spot holes in the design and, and be able to suggest tweaks for it. Um, so, you know, sometimes you'll get, you know, the pros who've been playing this for a while come up with some tweaks and sometimes it you know knocks something else out. You, you know, whenever you tinker with something you it's it's a, it's like a big machine. Whenever you twist one dial one other dial goes the other direction. Right. So yeah, it's a it's a fine balance it really is. Which and I, I've always wondered how you take because all of the scenarios are based upon actual conflicts. Right, right. Which of course in real life are not balanced conflicts. So I, I, I would guess you have to have, you have to take some, um, take some of the historical accuracy and manipulate it a little bit so you end up with a balanced scenario, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's playing with, with the force levels and things like that while trying to stay true to the spirit of the actual engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, like so you're, instance, not really, you're not really trying to recreate a particular engagement and, well, and, and its outcome. Well, we, we can, can get to, you know, half a dozen realism arguments over that. But, uh, I mean, so we're, trying to, we're trying to stay as close as possible, but at the same time, it's, it's a game, you know? Yeah, right. We want, we want both sides to have fun. I mean, it's the one thing, you know, when I mentioned the old Battle of the Bulge in our, in our last podcast when I was with you guys, um, you know, that game, the Germans, I think I won one time as the Germans have about 50 plays, 
but the fun of it just for that game was as a German, you got to pound the Americans for about three or four straight turns. And then, lo and behold, they get all their reinforcements and they get to catch you up. So, I mean, it's, you know, that, that game was just, hey, you get to pound on each other. Yeah. Yeah. Boys like that. You get to kill regiments of the enemy troops. But, you know, there's a, and, and, and also in an ASL scenario, the scale is small enough that, you know, one or two counters can completely unbalance or rebalance a scenario. For instance, if you're, if you're playing with, uh, if you're playing a Valor of the Guard scenario or a scenario on the Valor of the Guard map, and, you know, we design a scenario where basically the German cannot hope to win unless his two flamethrowers in his given OB uh, you know, do a lot of the work. Yeah. And flamethrowers are pretty fragile weapons. That would be that would be something we would say, hey, wait a minute, let's go back and rethink this, look at the historical OBs and and see if we can come at this another way. Um, and and that's the great thing about working with some of the great designers that we have is they've already thought about a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, Pete Schelling, Tom Warren, you know, all this a lot of scenarios I there there are too many today. Okay, so for anybody who gets upset because I didn't mention your name just now, it's not intentional. <laughs> yeah, he did it on uh, purpose. He gave yeah. us a list of names he was going to refuse to say on the air. That's um, right. I, I said preconditions for this interview. Yeah, but so. but if Do anybody you know, would like to hear their name on the air, uh, just send us an email. Yep, and we'll mention your name. On we the will. Air. Yeah. Um, Pete Schelling, can you? Where does he live? Do you know? He lives in the Cleveland area. Okay. Um, if you can get in contact with him, we were considering interviewing a, a designer. Oh yeah, he would be a good interview too. He's a great guy. Yeah. So if you have a way to get in touch with him, let him know to contact oh, sure. us, and we'll uh, start talking about that. Um, all right. Well, that's upcoming releases. Um, I, I was wondering, what's Hasbro's role in all this? Hasbro's role. Well, it sounds like they, they, they do nothing for that. <laughs> they just well, get money. What do they do? Do they help at all? Well, yeah. I mean, they own, they own the rights, and they do, um, you know, they have certain contractual obligations, and we have certain contractual obligations. Um, you know, we don't really talk about our contract, you know, out public for us, but they've been a great public and a corporate partner for us. They They've been behind us all the way, and, and, and honestly, I tell you, that means a lot to us. That they, you know, Hasbro is a pretty big company. Yes, they yeah. Would, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that they would give us, you know, put this trust in us and allow us to publish this product. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's pretty pretty cool. So they get a cut of the profits, obviously. Um, yes. Do they you have to pay a licensing fee? Okay, and then they do they pay for like the printing stuff, or they give you the upfront money to produce or something, or no? MMP pays for for all expenses related to production. That's that's. I mean, we're we're a solvable company. We you know we pay our own way. Okay. Uh, and so when 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 Avon Hill went out of business, Hasbro bought up the rights to all that stuff. Yeah, yeah they, they basically, basically bought Avon, Avon Hill. Hill. Lock, stock, and barrel. Um, all the stock was moved to a warehouse that Hasbro had. Um, 
And, you know, it was just, it was just there. It was sitting there. All the film negatives and everything was just there. The, the stock that was left over, you know, we, we mentioned before, uh, the scads of the Yanks copies that we had. Uh, those were all sitting in Hasbro's warehouse. And then you guys went to them and said, hey, we play Squad Leader. We'd like to do some publishing. Or did they come to you? Uh, we uh, came to them. Mel- 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 came to them with the, with the proposal. We had a pretty good idea of what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do it. Um, we had some name recognition with Kurt. Uh, yeah, they got they got their attention, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, things just sort of worked out from there. Yeah, because there were a lot of people publishing stuff at the time. But uh, back, back um, let's see, the, the Yaus guys were doing the Backblast? Yeah, yeah, they were doing, doing backlash, and before, before Avalon Hill went, went you know, belly up, uh, multi-man, multi-man publishing was doing a lot of the uh, the ASL work anyway under Avalon Hill's state. They were basically the contracted people who were who were doing ASL for Avalon Hill for a little while before they Avalon Hill finally closed its doors. So, so we, we sort, sort of had, had that in as well, well that we had already you know, managed a few products uh, for Okay, that makes some sense. Now, and yeah, my next question was Kurt's role in the whole thing. Kurt, uh, well, he... Uh, Obviously, he must have more money than you and me. <laughs> Did he have to, like, put up some cash to Hasbro, or...? No, well, I mean, Kurt um, provided some of the startup funding. Uh, MMP has been its own solvent company now for over a decade. We've, uh, you know, Kurt is a uh, partner, uh, the president of the company. He takes part in the strategic decision making and things like that. And of course, since since they started working, you know, as official ASL publishers, something started that. I think he's had uh, he and his wife had three more kids. He's changed teams twice. Oh, that shouldn't matter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, only as important as ASL. Yeah. Ended the curse of the Bandino. Uh, you know, <laughs> he's, 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 he's he's gotten, gotten pretty, pretty, and he's hugely involved in charity work. Uh, he, oh, excellent! He, he's a guy who really, you know, he puts his money where his mouth is. He feels that his you know, status, uh, his celebrity, if you will, I mean, equips him. To, to perform a, a very important service role, a very important charity uh, role. Um, he, just, he just really believes that he's here to make this world a better place and try to make this world a better place. And he does a ton of charity work and, and things like that. Plus, he, he started up, uh, he's starting his own video game production company as well. So, and he's got his hands in, in a lot of, in a lot of, uh, Things and you know, he's still uh, still is in contact. And makes you know works with the guys. And, uh, he Brian Perry make all the, the major strategic decisions regarding uh, Ultimate's direction and you know, big stuff. And how did how do you know how they met? I, I, I as I understand it, like Kurt's wife said, get a hobby or something. And <laughs> actually, actually, I, I, I wasn't around that. I okay. wasn't around. But, but uh, uh, I, I didn't even back. back. Let's see, I, I think, think I got involved in Geek in 2002, and of course, they had been producing since 1999. So I was pretty much, that was the year my, my son was born as well. So that's why I took a few years hiatus. So I'm 
as far as the back history before before my time in I'm not the one to talk to about that. Actually, I remember some of it being talked about in Back Blast. I, I had all the original Back Blast uh, newsletters, and and I remember you know some of that was in there. Um, um, so Keith, have you played everything that's been published by uh, MMP? No, not, not even close, close, guys. Not, not even close. close. Um, I, you know, it's, it's, there are so many good scenarios. scenarios. I just, just have, have so much, you know, on my plate, various things in my life that, you know, I haven't even gotten through all the Valor Guard scenarios yet. I, yeah, I haven't course. started yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I've got about four of those done so far. They've all been great. I've loved every one of them. I'm toying with dedicating a part of the summer of playing the first, first bid, which is like that, that big mega Valor regard scenario. Oh, 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 I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm on, um, I'm on Bob Holmstrom to play the last bid with me. It's the last one I haven't played yet from Red Barricades. Oh, so man. <laughs> we're hoping to do that this summer. We should get in uh, touch and see how it's going. A couple, a couple of guys, guys that went up in 2006 played that. Uh, started, started that on Thursday evening, got it set up, played all through Friday and part of Saturday, and got through about half of them when the German player finally had to concede. It was just a, it was a Titanic struggle. And they both, honestly, that much ASL on Red Barricades, man, they looked like they'd been through the ringer. Well, they just, they looked like they had been through the ringer. I think, I think the German player finally gave it up when his 10 minus 3 got I would never try and play it in a weekend. It would definitely be a once and one night a week for like two months or something. Cause it's huge game. What would you recommend from AP? Okay. So I got AP five. I haven't got the TTT thing yet. Um, the me grinder. grinder. From, uh, from from AP five, great okay. scenario. What, what is play that? Play test, play test is that one at Winter of two thousand eight. It's a pre, it's, it's an early war. Uh, Russians versus Germans. The uh, Russians get to the massive KVs with one hundred fifty two millimeter guns. Oh yeah. Uh, they get some smaller, you know, ten cans later on. The Germans get some some pretty decent armor for their for that period of the war. But you know, once the if, if they, they can, can get, get the, the uh, uh, if the, the Russians can get the KDs lined up on that, that it's, it's pretty, pretty it, you know, yeah, it, it, a shot equals a kill for that with 152 million. Million. Does that have armor piercing? Uh, oh, man. Um, no, it doesn't have AP. AP. Yeah, it's yeah. probably just the high explosives, but that's still... For, for somebody, somebody else like Chapter H in the comments for this podcast, as soon as I say that, that's what, as, as far as, as I can remember, remember, it doesn't have it. That's what the listeners are there for, to help that's us. Right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's also, also one of those victory points in areas where you have, have gobble, the German has to gobble the buildings. And in the playtest, um, I lost by about three victory points, but, I mean, it was just a fun scenario all the way around. Yeah, anytime, anytime you can take, take two big KDs and go with hunting the German, German tanks, it's, it's, it's just fun. Mm-hmm. It's, it was just crazy. Yeah. The, the, the one time on defense where I didn't just sit back and skull a lot, sort of try to preserve a force, and 
you know, like, like that. that. It, it was, it was, was really, really, I just, just said, said nah, let's go, go for it. For it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, the, the, Germ the Germans really have a lot to do in that scenario, scenario but, but the, the, the Russians, Russians don't, don't have, have a lot side of those two KBs to stay in their way. They don't have a lot of infantry. And other tanks that give you just 10 cans, it's, you know, it's just, Paper, paper thin, thin. So, you know, and, and they, they, they cost victory points. So, one, one thing, thing I did think about was he managed to get a couple of Panthers into the flank. My, my, my light tanks, tanks just, just he flanked, flanked all three of them in a couple of turns. And, you know, that, 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 that pretty, pretty much cost, cost me a game right there because, because I couldn't make up that victory point deficit. Right. Sounds like a kick. Right. So it's, it's a, 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 a highly recommend that scenario. There are some other good ones, too. That's, that's one I personally play tested. And of course, every scenario is great. Why am I talking about Every scenario that that's great. But, um, you know, yeah, that's, that's one, one I, I remember particularly well because I play Um We were also wondering um, why our, our podcast isn't listed on your MMP website as a link. <laughs> well... <laughs> We are, we are currently, finally, <laughs> after much wailing and gnashing of teeth, closing in on, on launching a new website. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm getting sick of the so, old one, no offense, but... Yeah, yeah well, well, the old, old one, one you know, we're, we're, we're sick, sick of the old one, too, so don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, we're holding, holding that, that one together with spit and mail right now while we get the other one set up. And Dave Childs, who's done a lot of the... Well, I work in counter refurbishment, you know, for the, the preprints, has also worked on the website. He's a web developer by trade. He's, uh, he's gotten pretty far. Uh, we've had a couple of other attempts before him that it just they seem to stop and go nowhere. Um, but, you know, that's what happens when people are doing it, you know, as pretty much volunteered. And then they, you know, stuff happens in their lives, you know. That happens, but, you know, Dave's, Dave's been, been making, making a lot of progress on it, um, and, you know, we're hoping 2009 is the year that we get the website updated, and then it'll, it'll be cool. cool. You'll be able to go in and take care of your own accounts, and like a modern web interface should, if you've got a credit card issue, you can go in and change the credit card yourself, you know, call the office, or we are... We're working on, on a particular feature for retailers. Um, the, the retailers have not been able to order online from us. They've had the you know, fax or email order. Mm -hmm. So we're working on setting up the system so that you know, it'll take care of the retailers as well. They can do everything online. They'll be able to tell what's in stock, what's not in stock, that sort of thing. So it's all work in progress, but we're, I'm, I'm pretty enthused. Excellent. And you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, that on the two half squads. Yeah, we had yeah, a yeah, uh, we, we had, had a laptop pop up that went on fancy with the home page on it. So oh, people, so they heard it there yeah. first. Oh, cool. oh, you took yeah. the wind out of our sails, oh. Keith. Yeah, <laughs> but but well, actually, they, they saw, saw it there first. first but okay, you were widespread. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'll do. Yeah, um, yeah and of course, so many people, people have heard about us revamping our website you know, in the past where they, we sort of stalled out all the time. Like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah sure. sure. <laughs> yeah, just like you're going to come out with the Japanese again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, and then the day is going to be on pre-order this year. year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've heard that before. <laughs> um, I, we had one, you know, I do uh, art reviews of the cover paintings for the boxes. Right. I don't know if you've listened and heard those. 
Um, they're fascinating. We actually got a, an email from someone saying that they didn't like them. I can't believe that. But I was wondering, where is the art today? Now, we did see you gave one away, a print of one, as a prize at Winter Offensive. Right. right. And do you know, does that art stay with the artist, or do you buy the rights, or do you know that stuff? No, those, those are... Those are um, like that, that one, one, I think, I think it was Doom Tide's cover. It was a pimp. Hey, guys. I'm going to have to go. Can we reschedule the second part of this? Sure. I think we're, we're basically done. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to go. I've got some family stuff to take care of. Okay. Okay. Well, um, Yep, we'll just say goodbye, and we'll we'll try and do something maybe in another uh, four months or something. We'll stay in touch. Hey, that yeah, sounds, sounds great, great guys. guys. Thanks. So Keith. Take care, Keith. Thanks. Take, Take care. Bye-bye. Well, that was great hearing from Keith. Yep. Yeah. He had to go take care of his kids there, yeah. so. Um, yeah, boy. That guy, he, his priorities are all messed up. Kids come first? What's <laughs> yeah, that about? Family first. Wow. But, uh, yeah, that was interesting. So you're still playing that uh, Finland, those Finland um, yeah, we're, scenarios? Yeah, we're playtesting the Finnish scenarios. Me and yeah. Dave Timonen, they're going really great. There's going to yeah. be a lot of variety in that when it comes out. Um, and, you know, Finland, I, I've also been on my organ. I can play the the, the Finnish national anthem. You're kidding too. me. No, 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 no you're listen, kidding me. Listen. Do, do we have to? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I can play it. It's, it's fantastic. I've been working on this for quite a while. It's not as famous as the old Canada. Unless you're from Finland. Yeah, old Finnish listeners will enjoy yeah. this. That's very good. It's very catchy. Well, I wish I had my accordion. I could uh, oh, yeah. accompany you. That would be great, Jeff. The big finish. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's I've been excellent. practicing so hard. You are, God, Thanks you're, for letting you're me amazing. Wow, Jeff, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Having a little trouble here in the broadcast foxhole. Technical difficulties, please stand by. When did the fire one? Okay. Um, well, I guess next is our box art segment, so we're going to go on with that. And now, here's box art with Dave. Okay. Today, we have West Valmain box art. It's got guys in a desert, and there's a tank. Okay? Is that it? Yeah, that's that's it. That's all? Yes. Was that any good? <laughs> what? Uh, that, what? What? Don't you want to talk about it a little bit? We talked about it enough, I think, judging from some people's emails. Okay. Okay. Let's just go on. Awkward. Awkward moment. Are you a little sensitive, Dave? No, no. It, it, there's yeah. the box art review. You know? It's got dust flying around. It's the <laughs> desert. Guys are wearing shorts because it's hot out. Actually, I, could, I heard they could cook an egg on their tank. I saw that once really? on a documentary. And they actually did cook yeah, an egg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, German wow. guys. How about let's go to something else? Let's, let's go to this. Wait a minute. We're going to try out our new, uh, our new effect here. Let's go to... What's in the box? That sucked. <laughs> Do that well, again. Let's try it again. What's in the box? There you go. There we go. I don't know. I hope that turned out. All right, Jeff, we have Eastern Front Action Pack 5. Wow, that's exciting. I, I have off the presses. Yeah, it is hot. It's hey, still warm, isn't can it? Can you hear it opening? I know you're jealous. 
I am. I can't open it. I'm easily jealous. Ooh, this this is like different cellophane. I'm also jealous of your organ playing, I might say. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. I can teach you if you like. You know, if you can play like the sense. Japanese national anthem, I'd be impressed. Oh, 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 you know what? Actually, I've been working on that. Wait, You're kidding me. No, 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 no. I'm serious. Uh, let me think a minute. Yeah. Okay, I know how it goes. I know how it goes. All right. Here we go. Let me try this. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, it goes like this. Uh, 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 oh, harmony. I learned to play harmony. I don't know the words to this one either, but... Wow. You're like a renaissance man, Dave. I've been studying lots of things. It's very Japanese-ish. It is. Which doesn't really surprise me. <laughs> Boy, you're like international man of... That's awesome. Banzai! <laughs> wow. Banzai! That was good. All right. And anyway, I'm sorry I oh. mentioned that. Why? <laughs> well, I didn't know you were going to you know, whip out your organ. Well, I know, you know, some people can't appreciate box art, but they everyone appreciates fine music. Yeah. Right? So, Eastern Front. Eastern Front. There it is. You've never seen this before? No. It comes with the pink Action Pack 5 Eastern Front. We at MMP are dedicated to perfection and customer satisfaction for our number one goal. You should have any problems with this product, contact us or any of the following methods that we may try to correct the problem. All right. See, look at that. And they are dead into that. One wrap cover. Jeff, anything about the cover? It's green. Credits. It's green. Oh, I it's see. Military Credits, cover. Yeah. Chaz Argent is the uh, pack coordinator. You and go, this Chaz. scenario designed by Pete Schilling. Oh, there he is again. Dave Sisler, Chaz Argent, oh. Ken Dunn, Dave Lamb, Chris Olden, and Randy Yates. That is Map a... designed by Don Petros, and everybody loves to hear their names. I hope we're calling your name. If today's your birthday, happy birthday. <laughs> Map art by Kurt Miller. Cover art by Nico Escubi. Yeah. Uh, layout by Chaz Argent and MMP. And then a long list of play testers, and I am not going to list them all. No, that's okay. Yeah. We'll list them later. But this is uh, this is very nice. It's a great cover. Yep, big cannon. Eastern front, we got a new board. I have board 57. Looks like uh, some nice open ground, orchard, and grain. A road running along the right-hand side with a little village that kind of unique about this jeff is that it runs along the right hand side look at that those that's the, the wooden buildings and things so that could you know butt up against maybe some city boards and be yeah. like the suburbs on the edge there yep cool that's nice great 57 i have board 58 which is uh yeah. hilly it's dominated by two three level hills oh it's one giant hill well with uh, two only parts of them are three level peaks yeah yeah peaks wow Excellent. Not very wooded either. A lot of open ground on that hill. Yeah. That looks like fun. Ravine running up there. Yeah, I'd like to park my tank up at the top. <laughs> and shoot at innocent people yep. walking by. Yep. Here's 56. Um, it's a road running through kind of a town. It looks like the town's concentrated to the center. Um, orchard. 
a little in grain and mm -hmm. not a lot of woods, so nope. no, that's like a nice village board here. Kind of standard. All right, excellent. But well done as usual. Came with a piece of cardboard to make it appear oh, hang thick. On to that. Hang, yeah, to make it appear thick. <laughs> well, what else do you want out of an action pack? Of yeah. course, you just need the scenarios. Yeah, that's. In true. fact, I used to like just the scenarios, but like Joe said, people would pirate this stuff copy it and oh right you know so they they realized they needed to put boards in which is great to have more boards but oh, yeah. I, you know just the scenarios alone is fantastic um you want to take a few of these how many, how many scenarios do you do you get there looks like one two three four five six seven eight nine ten. i come up with 12 is that okay. what it says on the back there yeah maybe ap i can't read um the meat grinder ap41 never before seen soviet German, uh, medium size, five turns. There's a good one for an evening, weekend, weeknight game. Uh, KV2. Is this the one he told us to? This is the one Keith was just mentioning. The meat grinder. Interview. Yeah, the meat grinder. Oh, yeah. It's got the KV2 with 152 millimeter AA gun for the Russians. You don't see that very often. Probably have never played that counter before. And, yeah, the, the German tanks are, are not strong. They're armor factor six and stuff, and there's six of them. So, yeah, that could be fun. And on the back of that, I got AP-42, Frontiers and Pioneers. It's got a few overlays on it. It's a six-and-a-half turn, uh, eight and troops for the Russians. The KV-1 again, and a T-35, and an AA gun again, 25 I've never, I don't think I've ever played a Soviet AA gun. In a thousand and twelve <laughs> scenarios, you've never played that, which is extraordinary. <laughs> and the Germans, pioneers, of course, so you got some elites and two flamethrowers, uh, some light vehicles, oddly, well, that's 41, okay, and the motorcycles, nine. Four with sidecars, oh, baby. Oh, with the sidecars. I love that. Yeah. What do you have? I have um, AP four, scenario AP43, Escape from Encirclement. Now, this uses three boards laid end-to-end, -end, so you may have to go rent a banquet table. Oh, that's long. Yeah. Three. Two is pushing it for my 44, table. 44, 56, and 48 laid end-to-end. -end. Now, you, you don't play the entire uh, boards on, on either end. You only play part of them, but still, it's a fairly pretty long scenario and uh the russians are trying to uh exit while the germans are chasing them the russians have some uh, bi 10 bicycle counters that those are the bicycling counters what say <laughs> cavalry no yes. looks like guys on bicycles they got saddles and tails oh they do cavalry those, uh, they look like bicyclers They're are cavalry. they bicycles yeah, there are bicycles. There are bicycles. They got the little handlebars. Yeah. Not work. Boy, I haven't yeah. seen, used those in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been never. For I'm you. not going to say. It's been never for me. <laughs> Excuse me. But, um, yeah, I mean, just offhand looks uh, looks pretty well balanced. Uh, not an awful lot of Germans actually in here. But um, what are the victory conditions here? Yeah, the Russians have to exit. So huh, that looks like fun. And then... Uh, AP-44, the burial mound from St in Stalingrad. Sounds like in Native Americans. So the uh, Germans win at game end if there are no unbroken non-crew Russians. So they got to break all these Russians. And there's plenty of Russians here to be broken. Some trenches. Um, some a Germans have some AA guns. The Russians are pretty lightly equipped, really no 
no artillery or anything. They have a they have a big old mortar. This uses three boards also, 56, 58, and 57. So all boards that come with it. But not, so not end-to-end. Oh, yeah. But not end-to-end. So yeah, I like this using, action pack because I have everything I need. They're using a lot of the boards from it. Yeah. Uh, this one, 50, 45, Reaping Rewards, Southern Russia, Kruslan. Um, five and a half turns. Again, these are like nice for a weeknight yeah. games. Although counter density is high on this one. 13 squads of uh, Romanians, is that? Yep. And with Molotov, special rule. And uh, wow, a good 20 Soviet squads. So it's few turns, but it's lots of counters. And otherwise, uh, some AT guns, artillery. Looks good. Ground snow. I have AP 46, Red Comrades. Also, Russia, 43, 1943. And very few counters for the Russians. A couple of squads. A lot of leaders, ironically. Interesting. I wonder what the background is on that. Maybe that's, um, well, we'll have to read that later, folks, for yourself. Uh, five and a half turns. Again, one board, 56. And the Germans come out with seven squads and looks like five, six tanks. Soviets get 18 mine factors and a DC. Russians get a little hip. Oh, they get some OBA. That's going to help them out. Neat. That's That looks good. You know, for the most part, I have no complaint. And I admire, in fact, the artwork that's done on the counters. But honestly, these cavalry counters look like bicyclists from overhead. <laughs> You're still, you're Can still I go back to having that? a problem with that. I'm having you, a problem Jeff? with it. It doesn't look like, it looks like, I don't know. I, I think they could have done something different with that. Is it too late? It's probably a little too late for that. Uh, I'm sorry we didn't look at this before I talked to Keith, because I could have. What else you got? Oh, well, we're looking at uh, AP 47, Insult to Injury. And that's a six and a half turns, but a lot of counters. Uh Russian German Guards Airborne Division tanks. So yeah, that's a lot of counter density on this one. This would take a while. Three boards. Again, 46, 56, 57, and 43. Russians enter as writers. All of them. Neat. Okay, that's a little different. Yeah. And uh, on the back here I got AP forty eight up Inferno Hill. Seven and a half turns. Uh, for the Soviets, lots of mines. This is um, 1943. Kursk had been coming along here. Uh, I was just reading a book about this, Scorched Earth, about these ones. More motorcycles for the Germans. About 12 counters coming on from t two different times. East Edge, two different turns. And motorcycles, again, with sidecars and stuff. Some dug-in armor-fighting vehicles, it looks like, from the special rules. Germans get some OBA, and that's seven and a half turns. Then there's retrained and rearmed a little bit later in the war, 19, uh, October 1944. Uh, the Germans against the Slovakian, Czechoslovakian Airborne Brigade. The what? Germans against the... Czechoslovakian Airborne Brigade. Huh. That I bet you don't different. know the Czechoslovakian national anthem. No, I no. I'm afraid I don't yeah. know. Should I try and just make it up? Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? 
This is one of those, I mean, this, this looks like a fun scenario, but the victory conditions is like 10 sentences. Uh, it's too complicated. No. I just like hard. to see, you know, whoever gets shot, you know, whoever's still standing. No, actually, it looks like a good scenario. This one has mine, there's 18 factors of minefield in this, which, and I've never played a minefield. Yeah, a couple mine did, too. Yeah. So that looks like fun. Um, and six and a half turns. These are all very doable. This, this one does require board 36 and 58. Excellent. And did you do the backside? And then uh, Panzergeist. Where does that take place? This takes place in Poland in, uh, again, October of 1944. Uh, elements of the Russians against the Germans. Lots of, uh, lots of big tanks in this one. Big German, uh, big Russian tanks against some big German tanks. This one looks like fun. Uh, boards 11, 58, and 18. So this, this is a... It's a nice big one, but again, it's only a five and a half turns, so pretty easy to play. We got to do these, Dave. These look very tasty. Yeah, very we were tasty. Supposed to, we were supposed to do the Japanese and um. Oh yeah, the you the know I've been Guadalcan playing I've been playing uh, a lot of Japanese with Joe, a lot of Pacific with Joe. You want to do these with me? Okay. Yeah. Would we, that be okay? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because they're they're smaller. A lot of them. Yeah. We can work them in on a weeknight. Okay, we'll recommit yeah. to that. Okay. And a lot of these had been in Russia. Oh, 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 and I can I can play the Russian national You're anthem. You're kidding me. No, real seriously, I can. Here, here, here. Wait, My wait. God, man, don't you sleep? It opens with that great chord. There's a yeah. Yeah. That's very good. Thank you, thank you. Should I continue? I would say no. Oh, are you sure? Can you stop? Do you know how to stop? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> Take my fingers off the keyboard. <laughs> Come on. It's that easy to stop, huh? All right, I have a scenario 51, something to prove. Yugoslavia. So see, a lot of these later ones are different countries there. Uh, eight turns, two boards, Yugoslavians, Tito's, partisans, but they're Russian 447s. Elements of the 6th Tito Division. Hey, Charlie. Hi, Charlie. And the uh, SS. Yeah, SS. 20 minefield factors again, a field phone. So pillboxes. This would be lots of stuff. You haven't done a lot of pillboxes, right? Uh, well, yeah, in Pacific. Oh, yeah, Pacific would be about the same. Yeah. Um, but mine factors all over these scenarios. Oh, i got to do that. And the last one, I think, right? Yeah. 52, AP 52, into Vienna Woods. Does this have, like, uh, the family von Trapp hiding in the <laughs> woods? No. It's in Austria, Vienna. Oh, yeah, well, it could be. Victory conditions. The Germans win when the family von Trapp is rounded up from the oh, woods. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. By game end. Yeah, wow. And look, they use little prisoner counters to represent the von Trapp family. <laughs> okay, I made that up. You know, I've been to the von Trapp family lodge in Vermont. You're making that up, I'm too. I'm serious. I've been there. They actually, There actually is a lodge owned by the family. Still there. I actually sold them some stereo equipment in my previous life when I sold stereo equipment. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was very fascinating being there. They came to the United States? Yeah, they actually did. 
uh, after they escaped Austria, they came and settled in, in Vermont because it was much like Austria. And yeah, <laughs> except that's true. in a different country. Yeah, I met one of the one of the one of the daughters. Descendants. I don't know, Weasel or Weasel no, or get Weasel. out of here. Yeah, I'm serious. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that, folks. I think he's serious. Yeah, I think I am. Um. And this one has SS, 11 squads, 6 turns. Here's a one-night game. Jeff, 15 Russians with 2 tanks. Trenches, it's a pretty simple, nice, straight-up Austrian game. All right. Well, that's what's in the box. That's great. Action pack 5. Go get it. If you don't have it, go get it. And what are you drinking tonight, Jeff? Oh, yeah, we should we should mention, uh, we've got two important things to mention. One is the fact that we're drinking Hackershore tonight, uh, Sternweiss. Excellent. Imported from Munich, Germany, in yeah. honor of that email we got from a Gmail from a German listener tonight. Excellent. It's very, very good. It has these funny metal lids, so you haven't been hearing that. Um, yeah, we haven't needed the bottle, bottle opener. Bottle opener. Until, yeah. And it. When I opened mine, it actually scared me like wind came out of it. Yeah. <laughs> did you notice that? Yeah, I did. Well, we always appreciate it when a listener uh, recommends <clears throat> a, a new libation for us to try out. And um, if you want us to try your libation, <laughs> go ahead and send it over. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is that if you haven't yet purchased a C4 countercutter, for crying out loud, What's holding you up? They're, you know, they're not going to be around forever. The C4 corner cutter. Spend more time gaming, less time clipping. Trim 20 to 30 counters per minute. And that is true. That is absolutely true. Easily prep most games in under an hour. Cut squares or rectangular counters. This will not work for round counters. It's a corner cutter. Oh, right. Yeah. They don't have corners. Yeah. No more nail clippers, no more mon hours and hours of monotonous clipping. Available in green, red, or blue. Cool. So cut all your counters. And it's manufactured where, Jeff? That is manufactured, um, I don't know, probably <clears throat> in China or something. But its uh, counterculture is located in Lexington, South Carolina. Right here in the United States. In the United States of America. Oh, my gosh. I've got it covered. Stand up, everybody. Yeah, I hope you're all standing. Isn't this great? I don't remember the words, though. Twilight's last gleaming. Who's brought... Okay, all right. That's enough you're saying. Remove. Uh, Please you? step away Aren't from you? your organ. Aren't you very patriotic, Jeff? Yeah, I am. I am, actually. I appreciate all the work you've done for all of those. Thanks. You've done a great job. Well, Jeff, I think we covered about everything. We had, we had Keith Dalton on. Yeah. We did some listener mail, a lot yeah. of listener mail to make up for all that lost time. We yeah. have um, uh, what's in the box. We did not get to mortars. Yeah, we'll do mortars next show. Okay. I'm, Just in time I'm ready. For... I got my research done. Yeah. We'll get to okay. that. So that's about it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, UK? Okay. I, I can play the UK national anthem. Oh, my God. Dave. 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 God save the queen. 
Save the queen. Dave, 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 stop! No, no, no! Stop! Oh, all right. All right, that's enough. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, we promise next time Dave will leave his organ at home. Okay. And no more box art reviews. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we, we uh, you know, the show is run by the listeners. Sorry, Dave. All right, so... Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time. Remember, okay, remember to roll roll low and and may the dice be with you, but not Not when when you're playing playing us. us. Bye-bye, everybody. I can play more songs. No, Dave, no.